I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about goals for the new year. And yes, I say goals because I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. With me today is Brett Mackiff. He's the Physical Activities Coordinator for the State of Utah. And Brett, I don't believe in resolutions because I think they're just kind of like a wish list that we just kind of set up and then we just kind of set ourselves up for failure. So what I want to focus on is setting goals and how do we do that appropriately first of all so we can be successful what are your thoughts i've always thought that new year's resolutions are nothing more than a to-do list for your first week of january so once we get past that first week most people have already fallen off the wagon and then feel horrible about themselves for the rest of the year well that's an awesome thing let's not do that yeah that's not the way to start the year right (laughs) no it doesn't feel good and i like your idea that it's it's goals but it could be even something as simple as I am going to set the intention that I'm going to achieve some level of activity that will be positive to my mental or physical health throughout the year. Now, for some reason, we've got this crazy idea that we want to start doing the most difficult things and make the most challenging changes to our lives at the darkest, coldest, most miserable time of the year when the air quality is bad and Mm -hmm. we're destined to fail. So, Rather than going through what we used to do, and we've done this for decades, where we talk about the you know, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound, all those wonderful things that we've done before, maybe we need to stop and after 2020 reflect on maybe what we really need to do is think less about our outcomes and more about our process. So if you've said that you want to set a goal towards doing something, That's great if you say, I want to lose X number of pounds or run this marathon or uh, achieve whatever it is. But what are you going to do to actually make that happen? Because unfortunately, a lot of us are really good, myself included, when we were setting New Year's resolutions to say, I will achieve this by this date. Mm -hmm. How am I going to get there? And so rather than focus on the outcome, let's focus on the process this year. Let's focus on what those intentions are. Do I want to eat better? then every day intend as you wake up, I am going to eat better. Recognize you're also going to fail. And some days that that cheesecake is going to call your name and you're going to give in and it's going to be fantastic. How can we look at this differently so that's not a failure, though? I mean, because obviously we're all going to do that. They're going to have we're going to have that day where that piece of chocolate cakes in front of me. Cheesecake's not my favorite, but the chocolate cake might do me (laughs) in. 
And again, with the whole idea that the intention is that you're going to be working better. Therefore, you start making the daily changes rather than if I do this, I have fallen off the wagon so hard that I bounced. I am never getting back on. I will never do it again. You say, I still intend that I'm going to eat better. I still intend that I'm going to be more active. So the next time I continue to intend to work better. And so we do. It's all about the process. And if you get your achievement at the end of that outcome, what you wanted, good on you. I'm proud of you. That's fantastic. But really what you're doing is you're setting yourself for success every day rather than setting yourself up for failure once and giving up for the rest of the year. Yeah, this year I actually said uh, my two ideas for the year. My first is, and I'm going to put this at the top of the list, is to eat more vegetables. I mean, I actually said I'm going to try lots of different recipes, and my goal for the year is to eat more vegetables. And and our old style would have been, oh, I'm sorry, that's not very specific, and that's not very measurable. (laughs) How do you know if you eat more vegetables? Whereas this time you say, I'm going to eat more vegetables, and today I did. Tomorrow I intend to. Let's keep doing it and let's make that success happen, not just once a year, not just monthly, just not just weekly, but daily and hourly where we can actually say, like my goal, if I use that term for this year, is I've been really active for a long time. I want to try new things. I want to explore what it means to be physically active for me and maybe find something new. And I won't ever know if I've achieved that until I've tried Mm-hmm. So daily for me, I look at all the different options. Am I going to do something that's a little bit more interval training? Am I going to do more cardio today, more strength training? Am I going to be saying flexibility is my thing today? And I'm really excited about that. Because for me, my intention is I'm going to be more active and have a lot more variety. So it's a great way for me to not only get past the idea of failure, but rather reinforce daily how successful I'm actually being. Right. I stopped a long time ago saying I want to weigh a certain amount by a certain date because that really (laughs) didn't always work for me. Occasionally it did when I had a big enough reason to get there. But now my intention is just to be better every day, to work on something that makes me feel better every day. And that works a lot better for me psychologically, if not physically. Yeah. And I think that's also a good chance for you to practice a bit of, for lack of a better term, mindfulness of what am I doing right now as opposed to constantly living in the future? Because we always do, if I do this, then I'll be happy. If I achieve this, I'll be happy. Well, does that mean if you don't do that or you don't achieve that, you're going to be unhappy? You know, I think it gives us a chance to regularly reevaluate and just pay attention to where we are in the here and now. I think 2020 gave us a fantastic chance to reset a lot of behaviors And hopefully pick up a few good new ones along the way. Right. If our intention is, Brett, to actually be more physically active, what is the best way to go about that? You talked about in the beginning how we always just think we had to go the hardest, you know, start jogging. I'm going to run that marathon this year, that type of thing. (laughs) But, But what is a better way to go about that intention of exercising more? And it, it comes down to really what your your outcome that you are kind of leaning towards. If you want to run a marathon, fantastic and good for you. It's not for me. I won't do that. But if that is your goal, then recognize you're not going to be able to just, you know start today, run a marathon next week. You re- you know you're going to have some time. So celebrate the little successes. And if you're going to get up every day saying I'm going to be more active today, 
then do it. You know, don't keep kicking the can down the road to, you know, right before bedtime and saying, oh, looks like it didn't happen again. Oh, well, it's been three years in a row. But, you know, it's that same idea of if you're going to do it, jump in and go for it. There's a lot of theories out there. You know, you get into the psychology of physical activity and exercise and saying that you have a certain stage of change. I'm in preparation or I'm in contemplation or I'm in action where I'm actually doing these things. Any kind of progress is going to be good progress. But in those same theories, they all say at any point you can drop all the way back to a level of non-activity in an instant. So it really is a commitment of every day that I want to be more active, get up and do it. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. It doesn't take a whole lot of money, energy, experience, knowledge to just get up and move a little bit more, a little bit different every single day. Yeah, the other phrase I just have to kind of throw out of my lexicon is, I'll start on Monday. (laughs) Monday's an amazing day, isn't it? Our least favorite day of the week. Why are we starting on that day anyway, right? But the other part of that is then if you don't do as well as you thought you should do all week long, then you just throw in the towel and you don't start again until Monday and you lose the rest of the week. Exactly. I mean, again, if we're, we're thinking this idea that January 1st is this magical time when everything changes, it's, it's a day on the calendar. It's just somebody who decided they wanted to keep track of, of time a certain way. It has no magic, no significance, no power other than it's a day. And guess what? We've got another one tomorrow. So if, if today didn't happen, get up, try again tomorrow. And if, if it didn't happen this month, get up, try again next month. But keep pushing. And again, it's that tendency towards settling into, I don't want to use the term apathy, but it sometimes hits really fast. I don't know and I don't really care sometimes. Um, Feeling of, I don't want to get stuck. And so getting out of that stuck routine, which is the most common thing we hear, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy. You have the time and this will give you the energy to be able to get up and just do something. And if you don't like it and today's activity didn't work, maybe you're not a fan of doing high-intensity interval training, maybe we try some yoga tomorrow. Figure out what's going to be working for you. This is such an important uh, part of it because I tend to be not as realistic when it comes to the type of exercise that I want to do. I don't like the fact that I'm getting a little bit older and that things are changing and that maybe uh, my routines need to change with those. Um, uh, COVID was not good for me. I put on a few extra pounds and I found that uh, trying to go back to my online workout was really not the right way to go because I felt like I was failing in that I couldn't keep up with all of the cute, um, slim people doing all sorts of exercises that um, kind of hurt my knees, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought might be kind of dangerous. And, and that's really hard to admit. Sometimes a slap of reality is probably the, the best and worst thing that can happen to you it because you realize good. that maybe I can't do what I used to do when I was a sponsored athlete. And, and it's hard for me to look back at that and go, oh. Oh, I guess I, I am a little different now. I am a little older, and, and parts hurt more than they should sometimes. So while we always get this constant pressure to do more, be more, achieve more, recognizing our successes from the past, recognize also the reality of our present and what are our current situations. That doesn't mean give yourself every excuse. It just says adapt. You know, maybe we're doing the 
the, the survivor level of things, improvise, adapt, overcome style, you know, and we just right. say, what's going to be right for me now that's going to push me? So, for instance, um, anytime I'm in the gym talking with somebody about doing resistance training, the goal is by the end of the last set of what you're trying to achieve, you should be hitting a level of, of uh, failure, muscle failure, where you really can't do much more. That's a style of lifting that's going to give a really powerful return on, on investment of time. But at the same time, we, we hold back. We put so much in reserve and we say, oh, maybe I don't need to do that much. Recognizing, though, that what you did on Monday and what you did on Wednesday, what you did on Friday or whatever day it is, you're going to have to adapt. What is it going to take for you to hit that failure? Because I always will say in resistance training, failure is the only option. This is the chance you have to fail successfully. That sounded horrible, didn't it? No, but <laughs> the hard part about that is, and I do what you're talking about, try to save something in reserves to make sure that I can make it to the end. And I, man, it takes a whole different way of thinking to really hit that maximum level. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it changes so much depending on how much sleep you've had, your stress level, what you had for food, um, the time of day, how's it all going? But at the same idea, if you are doing the same workout that you were doing five years ago, something needs to change. Mm. And again, it may not always be an increase in difficulty. It just might be a change. Right. So we talked about, you know, your muscles reaching that point of exhaustion and the importance of doing that. I think part of what a lot of us have to realize is that's not failure. We have to see yeah. that as being a positive thing rather than we're too old or we're too out of shape or, or whatever our excuse is. I've always wanted to put up in big writing across the wall of wherever I do my workouts. Failure is the only option. You know, it may be muscle failure, but it's person success. And the idea that if we, if we don't push, if we don't challenge ourselves, we're not going to change. And in many cases, that's really, really good. In some cases, you have to also think, oh, maybe I need to be realistic. I have this event coming up tonight, or I have something coming up tomorrow. We want to push, we want to challenge, but recognize you don't want to wear yourself down. Because while you, if a person who does regular physical activity is going to have a stronger immune system, when you are pushing very, very hard, you may actually wear yourself down. So, I mean, it's all about balance. It's all about realism. And it's all about where do I want to be today, tomorrow, next week? And am I doing what needs to be done? Rather than thinking about the outcome, am I meeting all of my little process goals along the way? Is it fair to say that really setting these intentions is more psychological, psychologically challenging than physically challenging. You know, if you've had anybody who's gone through a military boot camp, anybody who's gone through a real life-changing event where they realize that it's never actually your body that's holding your back. It's almost always your mental uh, willingness, capability, block of what am I able to do? I mean, I'll tell you right now, I had one point uh, back in the Marine Corps. I went over this obstacle, blew my kneecap out. It was Ooh. awesome. One Ouch. of my favorite memories. Mm -hmm. And as I sat there clutching my knee, the sergeant instructor looked down at me and said, are you, are you, are you alive? Yeah. Well, then get up and finish the course. And I stood up and I what? went and I kept doing that. <laughs> and I realized it was, I mean, yes, I was injured. It cannot 
help that. Was I injured to a point where I couldn't do any more? No, it was 100% mental. And that has changed my, my approach to physical activity dramatically over the, the decades since. So it's, it's, yeah, it's very much a mental game. And if we can start understanding our mental games, the physical part will catch up and just give us more and more power. Let's leave our listeners with uh, a final note from you uh, about intentions and how to go about really being more successful with, you know, changing our patterns in the new year. Okay. You know, I've kept this one in my mind for a long time. And it's, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got. And so think about what your goals are. And again, not as an outcome. I want to be this. I want to achieve this. But what am I going to do to really say, this is who I am now. And if we can just set those intermediate, those little really close goals as well, to say, I'm doing what I need to do daily. I'm going to be a better person and more capable of doing the things that need to be done. And I'm super excited. I'm proud of everybody who can do it. Brett, thank you so much for spending some time and sharing your thoughts with us today. It's a treat. I always love this. All right. You have a great day now. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.